Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very experimental episode of Better the Podcast. I'm Dr. John Duffy, and with me here for the first time in a while, I think. No, I was here last week. Oh, I don't remember. With nice Jack- to meet you, though. <laughs> anyway, your name? With Jackie, remember? Oh, right. Mindfulness and meditation. Just you and I, though. It's been a while since it was just right. you and I, really. right? It has. It has. So we were kind of tossing around ideas that we might talk about. One of them was favorites. And I thought about favorite candy bars. And just to get it out there <laughs> on the table, Snickers uh, in the mass market. But if I were in Europe, it's the um, it's a Nestle milk chocolate bar. Not a Hershey milk chocolate bar, but Nestle makes a crunch bar with no crunch in it. Yeah, just only a milk in Europe? Uh, it, it has a red a, and white it, it, I label. Think they, I think they package it and make it in Europe and keep it kind of under wraps. <laughs> so I just... If you're if you're heading that way, pick some up, but don't make a big deal out of it. What's don't my tell favorite everybody. candy bar? What is your favorite candy bar? Um, I like Butterfinger. I'm trying to think what I pick out of Butterfinger's the, um, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I like toffee-ish things. Heath, there's a that that oh. that should be over over the pond. That should be just in in, in Europe. That should Wait, and never even a make Hershey its way here. Bar called I think it's called Symphony. And I believe it has bits of toffee and nuts or something in it. It's real. It's a real, real off, off brand <laughs> bar. It's, it's um. It's in the hard no section of your Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to go and get AAA batteries. Speaking of Walgreens. Yeah. So. Uh, so so what do you want to talk about? What's going on? No, well, we were talking about. Tis the season. Yeah. Tis the season. No, and not that I don't love the season. It's really fabulous. There's a lot of facets. I like the get-together thing. I like I like getting together with friends and family and whatnot. Yes, there's going to be some. There's going to be some great get-togethers. But um, yeah, we just were recognizing that Sunday is the anniversary of Tom's, your brother Tom's death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this? this is the fun we were hoping for, right? Um, and I think I have seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about sad seasonal affective disorder. Um, oh, is that what they? Is that the? That's um, the acronym. The acronym sad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally was just saying, why do I kind of feel flat? Uh-huh. And I, a little brain dead. Go on. Where well, you're working your way through the symptoms. I know. And you said seasonal affective disorder. And I was, again, I, it sometimes makes you, gives you relief to know there's a reason <laughs> for the way you feel. The, uh, the history, uh, briefly, of seasonal affective disorder is actually kind of interesting because there was some debate when they actually put this in the DSM, the yeah. diagnostic manual about whether something can be labeled a disorder if virtually everybody has it. Like, you know, where, what, Does everyone have seasonal affective disorder? They, they, they say that if you're in certain climes, um, <laughs> <laughs> this being one of them, where uh, it, it gets, your, your days get shorter and the temperatures get colder, um, then for that, for that season, the likelihood of feeling the... Um, the symptoms of depression increase exponentially. I mean, quite a bit. Yes. Well, yeah, that uh, most people have seasonal affective disorder um, on some level. 
Well, it makes sense, even just when you just take the shorter days and the long, the length of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, you feel like you're just getting your day started, and it starts to get dark, and it's over. I remember um, your friend, our friend Charlene, who I, I talked to on the Undo Anxiety podcast. Uh, Charlene Vickery. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, she and I talked about seasonal affective disorder. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, off, I don't think we were, we were oh, on oh, the oh. podcast, but we were talking about it. And, um, and she made this argument that we're, we're mislabeling something because people are trying to live the same life for 12 months in a row when, in fact, there's a cycle that we're ignoring. We're, so we're trying to go, 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 go when, in fact, the seasons suggest that there is a period of time in the course of the year when we want to just sit tight, gather our Snugs thoughts, it in. hang yeah. out with our family, Snugs it in, yeah, and we're and we're ignoring that and trying to press through it, and thus, ergo, shows up the disorder. When she would say we wouldn't be disordered if we just followed our body's cue. Right, the universe is trying to tell us to slow down, chill out, mm-hmm. go into the darkness, <laughs> embrace the darkness, um, and thus that's probably why the holidays feel so conflicting <laughs> because it's it's the month that you need to be on the most almost right oh for sure for the most i mean i mean the celebrations the lights go up the decorations lights go up when the light guys ready so you so the pressure to celebrate starts early and is relentless <laughs> 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 and we are, um, and it, it's relentless and god awful. And then family comes for dinner. <laughs> We're wanting to go in, into this snugsy, have a glass of red wine in front of the fireplace uh, mode. So I was. Are th- you speaking for everyone, or do you think you're just speaking for me. you right now? No, I was okay. just thinking if you could be anywhere. Okay, I'm just going to ask you this: if you could be anywhere right now, where would you be? <laughs> I'd be in one of two places: the little cabin we stayed in in Iceland. I would not mind being there. <sighs> Um, but the first place that crossed my mind is the little sleeping chamber on an airplane, <laughs> <laughs> a sanctuary. So John, yeah, John, you, um, romanticize our friend, Paul, who's a pilot. I think we talked about this before. Oh yeah. Um, I talk about this frequently. Told John that on overnight flights, there's a little pod that pilots go crawl into, close Big mistake, the curtain. Big mistake. <laughs> close the curtain and you know, take a little nippy nap and John covets the pod. I just couldn't believe <laughs> that such a thing existed. Picture this. Like you're up thirty thousand feet and you can get in this little chamber that is mausoleum like, which sounds awful unless you really picture it and you know you, you, you get in your little drawer and and you just close the thing you know like slide the thing closed and then you're alone in the sky so you and you can do whatever right. you want you can read a book you can nap for a minute but no you one can, can get to, to you no one can get to you nobody can you, you can't take a call and and they don't even know you're in there <laughs> no 
No, like, but like you don't even know the things there. Like, right. you know, most people are just walking by it. I like, guess you know, like, like oh, no can one's I get picturing him? Paul in the pod. They're picturing him at the wheel. Yeah, for sure. They think a guy's <laughs> flying the plane over the Atlantic, and Paul's like sound asleep in the friggin' pod. So because are we are, are we being fair? We should not say Paul's last name. I don't think because. Well, it's, it's just seem what like pilots negligence. do. It's like a, it's a it's a thing. It's it, no, not everyone would covet and romanticize it as much as you. But um, it's okay that people know about it. I don't think it's a secret. Okay. Maybe anyway. It's a brilliant idea. I wish there were I, I wish there were pods instead of seats in planes now. So you, because you are with folks so much and and there for them and and hear about their. Their struggles. <laughs> and I love being with the people. Um, I love being with the people. You, you, uh, yeah, you, you like the idea of being sequestered somehow. I was listening to Dax Shepard's podcast and he had Conan O'Brien on and he. Um, the Armchair Expert Podcast. It's really good. The best podcast other than this one by far. Yeah, listen to it. Oh my God. It's so great. Dax so, Shepard's podcast. So a always genius. listen to us and then listen to Dax. But Conan O'Brien was talking about. I think you have uh, similar, similar vibes and really and work ethics. Um, and he said he would like to be hospitalized. <laughs> <laughs> not, um, he said not. You know, not because he's ill. And he wouldn't wear a hospital gown, and he wouldn't eat hospital food. He just would be there. Someone would tell him he had to go. So he'd be in the hospital for two weeks. Friends would visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a nurse would come in at some point and say they had to leave because it was time for his nap. <laughs> and then he'd wake up from his nap and and she would bring him some food and it wouldn't be hospital food. It'd be really good food. But anyway, he was talking about... Um, I think I can technically hospitalize myself involuntarily and I might do that tonight. No, let's, let's um, skip that. Yeah, okay. But no, I do. But I get. I get his point. I mean, that the the thing is, the idea of that kind of sanctuary holds some appeal. So I was thinking recharge. So the cabin in Iceland. Now this is good news because we were kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> so if you don't go into the pod or the hospital, <laughs> maybe we should go to a cabin somewhere that's you know snugged in. So I was thinking the same thing. I'd like to be in the mountains in a cabin, like kind of snowed in, nowhere to go. Definitely red wine. You're there. George is there. Um, Lauren can come. And then, you know, we'll just hang out. Yeah, it sounds good to me. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. The snowed in part, though, might be a, a primary piece of it. Right. No, that I, that was that was part of the thought. So... Is that the antidote to, like, a seasonal issue? Yeah, I, I think maybe we all start to feel like we just want to, you know, I don't know, eat hibernate some cookies. A little, a little hibernate, hibernate. hibernate. I mean, it's kind hibernate. of like, a, literally, if you picture, and I mean literally, think about what the animal kingdom does, right? They tend to hibernate, right? They're like, they collect everything they need, and they go to their pot. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what bears do. Yeah. Right? There's an instinct for it. Now, and I know. And we fight the instinct. And, that, and no wonder we're not well. Okay. So, given that we all want to snugs it in, and th the season calls for us to go out and be on. Right. 
and connect and see everyone we know and everyone we're related to. And and behave in a jubilant manner. And behave in a jubilant manner. Right. Um, how do we navigate that, Dr. Duffy? Yeah, what you want to do is just go right to the pod. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, just take a picture and just send an email to all your contacts and say, you know, like, hey, I hope you have a great year. Take care. I'll be in the pod. I'll see you in, in March. <laughs> so, so that's one way. Um, realistically, yeah, uh, there are there are few things that come to mind. Um, some people, by the way, just go move. Like you know, they move to climates where this doesn't happen. So there's a lot of there are people in California that I've worked with in California and Florida who have moved to those places in part because of this whole seasonal issue. I, I'm not kidding. No, it's I, that it can be that profound. It can be that. Um, debilitating, really. Wow. It's re- it can be real heavy in someone's life, especially if you have an inclination toward depression. You know what I mean? Like it can be like that moment that puts you over where it's like, it's only light out for a few hours no, I a bet. day. I mean, know? I don't have an inclination for depression. <laughs> but I no, fe- you don't. I feel, um, I feel something. <laughs> <laughs> I, a little hint of something. But I will say... You might I, have a touch of the, touch of the bug. <laughs> I am actually looking forward to the holidays this year. Julie's Truth. pointing at me, by the way. No, I, I didn't. That was just like a... I was just making the point. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and one thing I do like to do is I like to have space between things. Like, I don't want to do, you know, something Friday afternoon and then Friday night and then Saturday day and Saturday... So I like... so. Um, well, we're working a fundraiser this weekend with our friends. Yes. So that's fun. We do that every year. That's for the first weekend in uh, December. And next weekend is a friend's party. So it uh, we've kind of fallen into Who's a rhythm. next weekend? Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Got it. Jen and Jen then there's a party probably yeah, the following Yeah, and then the big uh, Doherty Christmas party on the 22nd. So I like that rhythm. We have like one big thing a weekend. I would rather do all the big things <laughs> in a couple of days and then and then take the next couple of weekends and hibernate. Here, here's the point. Um, everyone's got their own preferences, yeah. I think, as far as these things go. Uh, what, what we tend to fail to do, and I will say that I probably am worse at this than most people, is find balance here. You know, like, so if you're a go, go, go person three seasons out of the year, um, to really allow yourself time to sit on a Saturday afternoon and read or nap or watch a game or something like that and, um, and, and really let yourself relax, you know, um, and give yourself time to recharge. And if you need to sleep in um, a, a day over the weekend, like to, to really do that. And you, we won't, it's not pragmatic that we're going to hibernate, but, you know, like to give yourself a little more time to recharge because as a nod to the time of year and in recognition that this is probably good for you. Now, I'm going to restate. I'm bad at this. You know, this is, as I say this, this is advice I'm great at doling yeah. out. And, you know, like if I had this coming Saturday afternoon free, I would probably write or, you know, um, record something or, you know, try to get on the radio. <laughs> well, yeah, it takes you a while to calm down. Or, or, or you might sit, but you'd probably tweak, be tweaking about it a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Tweaking. For a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. But you're you're actually better at that, I think. You can wind down. You can turn the fire on and wind down a little more readily than me. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. But I. Um, George, by the way, he's expert at this. Like, <laughs> in, a, in a way I admire, like, George will, will tell me, dude, it's Sunday. We can just relax. You can relax. Yeah. You know, and um, and eventually I'll start, like, I'll stop picking up my fingers like he'll <laughs> command me to do 50 times and we'll actually relax. So I think I think seasonal affective disorder honestly can be navigated, but without without balance, I think it's really hard. And a lot of us just kind of gut it out and wait. Like in my head, I will admit that um, this year, I remember thinking on February 28th, okay, made it. Like, you know, literally like, you know, like it's it somehow it's a three month grind and somehow I have it December 1st to December to February 28th. That's the grind. Oh. And I made it through. It feels spring-like. It's, you know, uh, the, the coat might be a little lighter and I feel like, okay, but these dark months. Um, but everybody has dark months, right? Yeah. 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 Well, in fact, we were in Iceland this summer, which we loved, and it was light the whole time. And now it's dark almost the whole time. So yeah. that must be really brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, places like Iceland are kind of notorious for having, you know, a, a lot of depression and um Drinking problems and you know, like things like that, because in part of it, this happens every year. So I wonder why we don't acclimate. Yeah, acclimate. Because there's nothing in the culture that suggests we acclimate. <laughs> Everything in the culture, every you know, suggests we move and move fast. That's all the true. Time. That's you know so I mean? true. When Lisa Kaplan was in this room, yeah. um, she and I talked about like the um, the idea of being busy and how you know, like it. For some reason, a lot of us wear that as this badge of honor. Oh, how's it going? I'm oh, super busy, you yeah. know, like that. And and she and she very specifically um, made a point of saying, like, I, I don't, I don't wear that anymore. Like, I don't, I don't like the idea of telling people as my calling card, I'm busy. You know, um, it's that I don't think that's a point of pride. You know, um, that I'm active. That I'm, but but that there's balance in my life. I shouldn't feel bad about that. I'm Ooh, done, active I'm, is so much better and, and, a and word Lisa than busy. Lisa would say I'm done feeling bad about not being busy. You know. Yeah. And um, that makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> You're not done feeling bad or being busy. <laughs> I think that's what we can take from that. I don't mean to sound so. Sad. <laughs> but you don't, yeah. you, you, for somebody who feels kind of sad today, you don't sound sad. Nothing crippling, but um, for anybody who's worried, <laughs> it's there. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Because right now it is six o'clock. Four months ago, it's three months ago. At six o'clock, we had a couple hours of daylight. You know, it's been dark for hours. And also cold for us. But I like a change of season. A change of season, a change of foliage, where I feel like it's, it's rejuvenating. Oh, I, I, I think it, I actually love every season, if I'm being really honest. Yeah, um, my, I do too. Yeah, I love, I, I really do love the change of seasons. I like the, um, you're not going to like this, Julie, okay. but I like the whole um, idea of, uh, it, it, it mirrors 
the life cycle in so many ways, right? Um, because the spring is this renewal and yeah. rebirth, right? That, that, that's, that's this kind of beautiful time of year. And then you get summer, which is kind of this kind of like fresh adolescence. And then, you know, into the fall and you're a little older and wiser. And then in the winter, you're in the winter of your life. And Oh, no, I, I don't like that. I knew you wouldn't <laughs> like it. But, but in a way, every year is this reflection of the life cycle. And, and there's something I find... Um, to be very elegant about that, and and um, and oddly comforting. So I and and winter, autumn and winter are probably my favorite seasons. You know, like this, I don't mind this at all. I do. I don't get down this time of year. Like I don't feel less energetic or anything around this time of year. For some reason, I really, I, I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of like the. Um, there's something about the, the the darkness that draws me a little bit. Like, I don't mind it being dark a lot. It's, it's calming to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I there's know... less demand somehow that y- you be, like... On. Out. On, yeah. Well, that's kind of like a, a... You like a cloudy day. Like Love a cloudy a day. A sunny day really demands something of you, right? It, it calls you out. Like, you feel bad if you're not out and about. Where a rainy day, a cloudy day, it's kind of like, it's okay. You can you can chill, right? You can it doesn't it doesn't yep. demand anything of plus, you. Plus plus, you know, you put on a pea coat and you walk around in a rainy day and you're you're Bob Dylan, man. Like right there, <laughs> it's it's musical, it's it's lyrical and poetic. I love it. Oh my god. Whereas like a sunny day, eh, you know. That's, so I don't know where this is. That's going, the lightest but... pop you got. Yeah. So so you know, in, in a way, part of it is the mood of the seasons and if you can embrace the mood of the seasons even the if there's a little darkness in the mood so like december suggests a little darkness of mood even though you're supposed to be on a lot of the time and um my decembers tend to be a little balanced out because i did lose a brother on december 9th 17 years ago and so there's this kind of there's this interesting and i mean seriously interesting combination of of sadness and joy yeah. over the course of the month and um if i'm being just transparent i'll take the that range over blah right, any day right you know what i mean well and so yes i guess we can be grateful then for the celebration right because yeah. it, it it's a reason to Get out and go and connect, so we can just flip it and not look at, at look at it as a burden, but as a gift. <laughs> I'm, I'm, because I'm, it it's, right, it, it pulls us out. Yeah, um, it does. It gives um, us life. <laughs> I'm thinking about um, so so um, bookending the day that Tom died. Just just for a second. Yeah, um, we were at a party the night before, and. It was um, at our friend Dave and Mary's house oh, back right. in Chicago, and um, and there was this crazy fun stuff. Our kids were little; they were like six and seven, and the kids would put on a costume item. Oh and God, Mary I and Dave had a bunch of them. Totally remember And then they would come now. into the room um, that where we were, and all they would do is like stand there, and Dave and I would be like, "Hello," and they'd say, "Hello," back, That's and then right. they'd go back and they put on a different costume item, like they're dressed up like somebody else. So we had this great night, and then the next day was this wildly sad day um, when we were getting our Christmas tree of all things. The next day, uh, so December. 10, so we found out 
we found out that Tom was dead while we were bringing in the Christmas tree. With my mom. Yeah. Thank God. And thank God, yeah, yeah she, was God she was with us, we, yeah. which we, we was not typical, but no. she, it was... It was probably the only time we've ever gotten a tree with my meant mom. To be, like, so yeah. there was something poetic about that. But the next day, our friends, the Doherty's, had their big Christmas party. And I remember waking up on the 10th, and there, there was we had this feeling kind of like, well, you know, of course we, we're not going to that, you know, because we're, oh, it's a yeah. sad time now. Um, and then somewhere in the middle of the day, you came to me, and you're like, should we just go to that? Like, you know, the, and nobody really knew. And I thought, yeah, I think that's okay. And so we went to the party, and I had... So uh, so we went to this party. It's a big, raucous party. Huge There's party, Christmas yeah. music and stuff. So, so I had moments that night where I was laughing heartily with people I literally see once a year. I was watching my kid dance with all his little friends, and I remember taking a moment and going off and sitting in a room, and I believe that um, the, the guy was just about done with the music and he was playing Santa Claus is Coming to Town with Springsteen singing it. Oh. And I sat in the parlor, if you can picture where their parlor yeah. is, where all the coats are, and I cried for a little while. And, um, and all of that worked okay for me. You know what I mean? Like that was a really nice way for me to ease, like, you know, into like acknowledging the loss mm -hmm. and... And being grateful for what still is, you know what I mean? That's amazing. Yeah. That's I, I I forgot how that weekend went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their party happened to be just the next day, and you know, and, and they were the only ones who knew. So if you can embrace all of it, you know, like that that's um, that's how I think of joy. Actually, if I'm being honest, I don't think joy is this like elated state. I think joy or a is, constant state. It's not right. a constant state. I think joy is being able to experience it all. Yeah. And if I had to frame it in Springsteen songs, which I'm going to do now, <laughs> and I can't stop myself because I've had some caffeine, it'd be all the way from the the rollicking, fun joy of a a meet me at Mary's place or a um, Thunder Road, right, all the way down to the the deep, dark pathos of Jesus was an only oh, son. Oh, I knew you don't say that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> or the river itself. Oh. Um, and? Metamorphs Banks. If you go to a Bruce show, you're going to feel it all. Like, And that's joy, is that you will go from feeling some of the some of your greatest moments in life where you're like, oh, my God, I, 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 like you've taken a drug that you, have, <laughs> that you couldn't even describe the contents of that make you so bizarrely happy, wildly happy, yeah. rock and roll happy. Where, where you feel like all things are possible. All the way down <laughs> to I'm crying so ugly here that I hope nobody in the crowd turns around. Look and at you turning this to, into Springs, a Springsteen well, it's this is this is a Springsteen podcast. If you're if you're not aware of that, you listen. <laughs> you're kidding yourself, man. <laughs> no, that's a yeah, that's a beautiful story and a good reminder that all emotions and joys and sorrows can exist in the same space. Yeah, I have to. I'm gonna have to really think about that one though. <laughs> I said it. I hear you. Um, but yeah, I will say that I've enjoyed recording this podcast 
more than probably any other one I've ever done. Of wow. Yeah. Just because I feel like we, we, we kind of found something there yeah. that, um, that is kind of a core truth. Yeah. 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 I like it. And joy is the range, man. Joy is the range. And you want it all. And you don't have to fight the sorrow. You can you can feel the sorrow. Well, and you don't have to feel like there's something wrong. Because I, I, I was saying to you, what is wrong with me? You know, you don't have to make it wrong. Yeah. Sadness is not a wrong way to feel. Feelings are not a wrong way to feel. Well, right. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to feel bad about it. You, whatever. You don't have to judge it. It doesn't have to be sad. It can be flat. It can be, you know, or I guess if it is sad, it's okay. <laughs> Listen, I think if you can embrace what is and if you can find the soundtrack for that in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. Like sometimes I really think about um, my life musically, like lyrically. I think, or, You know what I mean? Like I, I, when I walk to work, I, I, I don't play music in my head, but I think music in my head. Yeah. You know, and I do that a lot of times, you know, and, and I, think that, I think that helps somehow. You know, I think we all have soundtracks to our lives and sometimes they're peppy and upbeat and exciting sherry darling that's the song i was looking oh, for happy. by the way the, yeah. the happiest bruce song do yourself a favor we're about to we're about to sign off and this is not a song that a lot of people um listen to but this is bruce's attempt at a party song recorded live with a group of people in the studio um and he just has clarence go like happy nuts on the saxophone and it's really about how much he hates his girlfriend's mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he has to drive her around, and he's, like, mad about it. But it's a big party. It's a real big Jersey Shore party. Do yourself a favor. If you're feeling the ennui of the season, listen to Sherry Darling. That's a good song. Yeah. you feel better. This is better, you guys. Love you, honey. Love you, honey. Good times. And and not great times. And that's okay. That's, that's, and that's, that's perfectly that's, that's fine. Okay. Totally okay. fine. Sorry. Right. <laughs> this is better. Bye. <laughs>